Racing Country is the leading international sports network providing live streaming coverage of international equestrian events, an extensive library of entertainment series, documentaries and masterclasses, and access to discounts and giveaways through the Member Rewards program. HNC Plus is live streaming select coverage of the USEA American Eventing Championships presented by Neutrina Feeds. And the week's competition is just a click away online or available to watch on the go using HNC's mobile app. Visit horseandcountry.tv today to learn more or visit HNC at their booth at the event for swag and the chance to win a prize. You're listening to the USEA official podcast, which takes you behind the scenes of eventing, covering all the big events, professional tips and tricks, interviews, special guests, and the latest USEA eventing news. Welcome to the USEA official podcast and have we got a treat in store for you listeners because this weekend we have got the USEA American Eventing Championships presented by Neutrina Felix. It is the most exciting weekend of sport I think in the US eventing calendar because you've got everything through grassroots eventing up to the very very top level with the advanced final as well we have got three excellent guests to chat through everything we have got in store at Kentucky Horse Park this weekend first of all I'm going to say a very warm welcome to the show Vanessa Coleman from Equestrian Events Inc. Vanessa very lovely to have you back. Oh good morning Nicole thank you so much we're very happy to be here. It is a big week for you guys. There is so much going on. Uh, You're the absolute masters of pulling together top, top competition. And uh, the AECs are actually a bit of a joint effort because EEI joined forces with Mary Fike and her team to bring together this equestrian extravaganza. Mary, it is lovely to have you back on the show again. Well, thank you, Nicole. It's great to be here. It's like the absolute dream team, you guys joining forces. We're going to talk about that in a little bit more detail. But first of all, some very, very important business to attend to. The last time we were on the show, Rob Burke was gearing up for his return to competition after 17 years. Rob, how did it go? Uh, my horse was very nice to me, and we did quite well, actually. We we would have finished at the top of our division, but um, we needed to leave some extra space for another few qualifiers to make it into the AEC. So you were competing Hawk on Court. I love this, listeners. So we came on and started the call. And I one actually felt really bad because I hadn't messaged Rob to find out how it had gone. But then I was sort of asking him how it went. He was being so humble and going, yeah, it went really well. It went really well. And he sort of said this for two or three minutes and then kind of uttered, and we would have won if we hadn't been going HC. Um, And Vanessa was totally on to you, Rob, because she jumped in and said, if he hadn't have told you, I absolutely would. That's amazing. He was a very good boy. We, we, um, you know, we put in a decent dressage test. We were sub 30 and then um, we did, we did add a couple of time penalties for two middle-aged men getting around cross country, but it was just enough to keep us under, under the rest. Amazing. Um, Mary, Vanessa, I feel like that the pressure for Rob to somehow compete in the future at the AECs should absolutely be on now. Well, we've well, come absolutely. up with an idea. <laughs> yeah, Mary had okay. a great idea. Um, okay, you've been we, plotting. 
I love this. We think he should do one of our test rides. You know, we have two judges at each of the dressage arenas, and they have to judge a test uh, to make sure their scores are compatible. And we thought since Rob is now back in the tack, that it would be a perfect uh, opportunity for everyone to see what our leader is up to. Rob, any get, game? Do I get a test ride before the test ride? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, you know what? I think I, I'd be up for it, but I will say if there are two rides, then maybe we could talk our president, Lou Leslie, into doing one of the other ones. There's that. That would too. be pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Rob, is now the moment that we break it to you that it's actually the Adequan Advance National Finest? <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to happen. Yeah, no. <laughs> not, not without adequate preparation. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, look, listeners, little bit of peer pressure, friendly peer pressure goes a long way. Rob, we'll look forward to seeing you in Kentucky next week. Um, in all seriousness, though, it is a huge amount of excitement that sees the AECs come back to Kentucky Horse Park. It's one of the most iconic eventing and equestrian locations in the US, and I think actually all over the world as well. So first of all, how have preparations been going? Vanessa, I'll start with you because you guys are really used to putting on lots and lots of top class competitions. So how has everything been pulling together for the AECs this year? Well, we're so so fortunate to have our team here at EEI and you know, we run you know the four star and, and the five star in the spring uh, here at the park. And uh, we have a great team. Our staff is great. Um, our volunteers that we have coming in, board of directors, you know, they're all helping out in some way or another. And you know, since 2019, running this with Mary, like her team is so experienced and they have their system down to a fine science and nothing falls through the cracks and if it does it is handled immediately so um, it's just really exciting for us it's a lot of work um, but we love it and we love the fact that we can have a championship not only for the Adequan USCA advanced final but also for our beginner novice junior 14 and under class like we want it to be a championship for everybody and so all of our teams are dedicated to that and we're just really fortunate that uh, that we were able to make this all work and I think we work really great together and hopefully everybody will have a wonderful time. I think that's one of my favorite things about the ACs is that there is literally something for everybody. And to kind of be able to ride at the same venue alongside your heroes is really, really cool and not something that can be taken lightly. Um, Mary, from your side, you and your team are, again, a very well-oiled machine. So how does the link up happen? How, how do you guys work together and sort of divide and conquer, so to speak? Well, we work very well together. I have been fortunate to be working with Vanessa and her team at the Rolex and now Land Rover event since about 1983. So being uh, able to know them and work with them, I have complete confidence in them. Um, we kind of complement each other, I think. Vanessa is very experienced with a lot of the media and a lot of the sponsorship and um, details that go along with a, a big uh, international event. 
Um, we, our team takes care of a lot of the nuts and bolts, the clipboards and the pencils and the flagging and all of that. But um, I find it very exciting and very rewarding and have complete confidence in the partnership. I want to jump in there and just say, you know, I had someone, I wish I remembered who it was, say to me within the last week that, oh, it was actually a farm manager, uh, Chris Vega at a, at a Maryland-based farm, telling me that when she went to the AEC in 2019, and I believe that was the first year you guys worked together on the AEC along with us, she, she said it was one of the best events she'd ever been to and that it was it didn't even seem like the first year of the AEC at that location. And that's like complete credit to your team, um, both, both your teams. It's a pretty, pretty amazing group. Is this the third time that Kentucky have held the AECs? 2019, 2021 and 2023? Is that right? Yes. What What's changed, Vanessa, from your side? You know, this is the third time, even though it may have felt like to everybody else that you'd always hosted it sort of thing and it was a very, very well-oiled machine. What has changed and what have you guys learned from that first AECs? So for us, um, so when we first got together, Mary and I sat down and it was literally a blank slate, um, brand, essentially a brand new event that we had to build everything from the, the ground up with what we know. And, and, you know, we relied on our, on our experts around us as well to, to help with that. And um, so we, so the first year was, was probably the most labor intensive um, sorting out because she has her teams and we have our teams and then how do we best, you know, meld them together and, and who is available and et cetera. And so 2019 was probably the toughest year. I think Mary might agree with that, but then we skipped a year with COVID for 2020. And so then 2021, it definitely was like running it for the first time again. However, we did have all of the, you know, the outline in place, right? So we didn't have to build everything from scratch. So um, but it felt like to me, as Mary said, you know, she's been working for, uh, you know, Rolex Kentucky as a volunteer for many, many years, and we've worked together in different capacities. And so to me, it was just a perfect, perfect match. And so uh, we tend to think about things the same way. Uh, so then for this year, having skipped another year, um, again, we, we've had some staffing changes and things like that. So we've had to get a lot of people up to speed. Uh, from where we were, but we're very thankful to have um, those parameters that we had set in place before. In terms of scale, the AECs is enormous. Can you put into context, Mary, kind of break it down for us? How big is the event in terms of number of horses, number of people, number of volunteers, that kind of thing? Oh, um, it's huge. We have currently I think close to 860 rides and we have 750 volunteer slots or shifts over the six days that we do this. Um, There are at this point, 350 individual volunteers that fill those slots. And we run from about seven 30 in the morning till five or six o'clock every night. And for four days, we've got three phases going and it's just immense. Um, But our goal is, is that each rider come and feel like they've had a special event that was put on for them. We 
pride ourselves on a friendly face and to try to make everything work for each and every individual. And I'll say number wise, this is to the, to their credit, somehow they run this four ring circus without anybody seeing any hiccups, but um, you know, in terms of the history of North American eventing, this will be the third within the top three, the third largest event in U.S. history. So putting that into context, I mean, um, it's just absolutely enormous. It is huge. Um, and actually, I don't think we can underestimate the volunteer power that is required because obviously you guys all have a really, really slick team, both at the USEA, because I know the office team and everybody are massively invested in the journey of this as well. But also, you know, Vanessa, Mary, your teams, but 350 individual volunteers filling 750 volunteer slots is just a massive army of people who are getting involved to bring the sport together that we love and I think that that is what makes it so special it makes eventing very powerful Um, but actually sometimes I think we can take it a little bit for granted can't we because we're so used to volunteers kind of pulling together but actually events on this scale really make us take a step back and go hang on a second we are very very fortunate and very lucky because that's really quite cool and not many sports can say that okay cross country one of the I think coolest things about the ACs in Kentucky is the opportunity to run around that hallowed turf that we see at the Land Rover Kentucky three-day event you know the head of the lake all of these really iconic fences this really incredible terrain who have we got designing the course this year and what have we got to look forward to Vanessa um, actually, uh, Jay Hambley is our course designer this year, and we have our, our team of builders that work um, for for Mary and her events, and they work for us for Land Rover Kentucky. Uh, and she's actually taken the lead on managing all of the cross country this year. So if I can throw the question to her, I think she would have some exciting things to share about the courses. As Vanessa said, Jay is our course designer this year. Uh, Previously, it has been Derek DeGracia. Uh, However, he has duties over in Burley. So with his uh, recommendation, we invited Jay to come down. He has designed uh, at the horse park for myself at the fall uh, FEI event we do. So he is very familiar with with the park. And he also did the advanced division that we held at Kentucky Classic the year that the AEC was not in Kentucky. So he is very familiar also with the advanced fences that are predominantly owned by equestrian events and works quite well with Mick Costello, who is the builder for the five-star. So I think he's a great a great addition to the team. He's very upbeat and gets well, gets along well with the builders. But I think the the courses look fabulous. The finishing touches are being put on them. The uh, decorating has begun. The he was in town yesterday and did all of the fine tuning. So each combination is exactly to his specifications and. We are, Vanessa and I, when we started this, we were absolutely dead set that the lower levels, if you will, actually get to go through the head of the lake. Um, that is a huge thing for them on cross country. The The jumping in the Rolex Stadium is is big for everyone, but these guys that get to go through the head of the lake and 
get their pictures taken there. It's a big deal. And we're so happy that they're able to do that. But I think people will really enjoy these courses. They're they're big and they're open and they're galloping and they're well presented. And I think they do a good credit to our building team and the designer. Yeah, I agree. I think the excitement and the passion and the sentimentality, if that, if that is even a word, listeners, um, of, of being able to kind of tackle those kinds of obstacles, regardless of the level, whether it is beginner novice, all the way up to the advanced. Because I'm sure even at the advanced level, those top level riders who've jumped into the head of the lake plenty of times still actually appreciate it and get that thrill of doing it because it is one of those really iconic fences. Um, Listeners, if you would like to have a little look at what is in store on the cross country at the AECs this year, then go and download the cross country app because all of the courses will be available there. This show is out on Monday and I believe later on Monday, there or thereabouts, the courses will be uploaded once they've all been approved and signed off. So do do go and take a look. If you're competing, that's obviously unbelievably helpful. Um, But if it's just something that you think you might like to aim for in the future, or you're competing at that level and you want to get an insight into it, or if you're like me and abroad and just want to get a real insight and have serious FOMO, then go and take a look as well. Uh, You won't want to miss it. Right. Let's move on to one of the feature classes because the... Adequan Advanced USA final is, I think, one of the highlights of the calendar. Now, there is no Boyd Martin here this year because Boyd is actually over at Defender Burley Horse Trials. So he's competing at Burley with a couple of horses out there, including on cue, who actually he won this class on back in 2021, the last time it was at Kentucky. He also won it in 2019 with Long Island Tea. Who are we most looking forward to seeing this year, Rob? Because I have to admit, a little look at the entry list, which listeners is on the US Eventing website if you want to go and take a closer look yourselves. Oh my goodness, we have got some of the best of the best of the superstars, but also the real up and coming future stars as well. Yeah, agreed. I am really excited this year for American breeders because we have eight American breads competing in the championship this year. And I'm going to say my favorite is uh, bred by Dr. Lori Cameron, um, and that is Mixed Master C. So I'm I'm pretty excited to see my uh, prediction from about five years ago at least start to you know come to complete fruition here. And and Lori also bred another horse um, being ridden by uh, Sydney Solomon, uh, another horse ending in a, in a C that's early review C, and Sydney. Uh, grew up only about 15 minutes away from where I live. That's kind of what I'm looking forward to. But you've also got, you know, others that, uh, like you said, I mean, you've got Chin Tonic, you've got Z. You've, I mean, it's a it's a who's who of some of the top horses in the in the sport. It's really interesting, actually, for me, because I think whenever you see these big guns go head to head, you can't help but think, right, we need to watch out here because we've got the Paris Olympic Games on the horizon. We've got Maryland Five Star coming up. We've got the Pan American Games, you know, in the not too distant future. Even as riders wanting to prove their form is a really, really key time. We don't have that many classes where actually these horses do all go head to head. And when there's $60,000 on the line, which Listeners, is a huge amount of money and massive, massive credit to, to Adequan for, for their support because that really does make a difference. But when there's that amount of money on the line, that much pressure on the line, you know that you're going to see 
some really, really hot competition. I think for me, um, Will Coleman off the record, you know, the last time we saw them, uh, really at a big one they're, they're heartbreaking 20 penalties in Arkin um, they're going to come back with really something to kind of prove I think and I have to admit Rob Mixmaster C Liz Halliday I think are very very big combinations to watch this weekend but I actually wanted to ask you about that because in terms of the 2023 leaderboards Boyd Martin currently leaves with 309 points, but he's not here this weekend. Liz Halliday is his closest competitor of, on 282 points. I think Liz has got, obviously, Mixed Master C and a Nero Z, who is back. And, listeners, she says he's feeling back to his very best, which is super exciting. I feel like Boyd's leaving the door open here, and Liz Halliday is coming for that top rider spot. I think it's catch-up time for Liz, and I'll say that Unless Boyd has an absolutely outstanding early shine, which obviously could happen if Boyd he's and he's on a on some pretty nice horses himself. But I I think Liz will overtake him this week. And I'm hoping that she can hold on through the end of the year and and or that I can see Tammy Smith come up and, and steal it come Maryland five star. That's actually an interesting one because Liz has the two here. I don't think Tammy has a ride. In nope. the the advance final. So actually, you know, the opportunity is there for Liz to take it. Um, I have to say, Will Coleman has off the record, but he also has uh, Chin Tonic, who, listeners, if you're looking out for horses to get off to a really, really strong start, he has been sub-20 in two of his last three tests. Um, haven't seen the horse internationally since Kentucky in the, the spring, but he finished 11th there. And I think this is a really exciting one. I think he'll actually have a little bit of breathing room potentially to pick up a couple of time penalties if he needed them, which is super exciting for for Will Coleman. And I think there's a bit of something to prove there in terms of fighting it out for team selection. As I say, Philip Dutton has three horses at Z, who we all know very, very well, most incredible five-star record, but also two young horses owned by Caroline Moran uh, Azure, who was produced by Is It Power over in Ireland, but also Denim, who was campaigned uh, originally by Meryl Blom Holzman, um, I believe, over in Europe and was a new ride for Philip, I think, last year. And they went on, had a really good top 10 finish at Le Lyon d'Angers in the uh, seven-year-old young horse world championships at the end of last year. So only an eight-year-old stepping up to advanced level. Big weekend for them. Might not be the weekend they win, but make no mistake, if you're watching, look out for them because this is a horse that we could well see Philip campaign towards LA 2028 which is very very cool who else is in there you have got a couple of rides for Doug Payne and Caroline Pamuchku as well actually has a really exciting new ride in She is the One who was actually campaigned um, over in Europe uh, by Gaspard Maxud. He he's based over in Britain listeners and um, She's the One is a horse that's very much been on the radar of plenty of people over here for a little while very cool addition to Caroline String and if my memory serves me correctly, very fast. So if it comes down to a speed test, Caroline's a very competitive rider. She's the one. Yes, not the most experienced at the level, but absolutely one to look out for. Um, Mary, Vanessa, I feel like it's putting you on the spot. But Vanessa, any ones to watch from you? 
I typically don't talk about who my favorites are or who I expect to win because it's more like a jinx, I guess. So I don't want to, I don't, it's a superstition of mine. Um, and I'll say with the, with the Echo Ratings uh, eventing manager app, um, I can prove it that I <laughs> create. <laughs> you and me both, Vanessa, people, you so. and me both. <laughs> so, um, so I, I do think, though, there are some phenomenal horses and riders, and I do think it's going to be a very competitive division. Um, we've seen a lot of these horses um, in Kentucky, whether they were in the four-star or the five-star, and, of course, a lot of these riders. I think it's going to be a super competitive and very exciting division, and I don't want to jinx it on my part, but um, I'm really excited to watch them all compete if we're not, you know, dealing with actual organizer stuff at the time so how about you mary well i'm right there with um vanessa i am a jinx i it is a proven record that if i vote (laughs) for somebody they lose or if i root for a team they don't win but i will have to say i've got a very sentimental uh attachment to dan Criddle on carmongo he's a local guy he's um one of the he he's one of the greatest ambassadors of our sport that I've run into kind, helpful volunteers, cheerful. So while I am not going to make any predictions or anything, I just wish him a very happy and successful competition. And that's actually a really interesting side note. Dan has shown success here at the horse park um, as have a number of other people. I mean, it's, it's, just, you know, I'm a huge fan of anything that Sharon White brings. I'm a huge fan of anything that 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 some of these folks who really put their time into the sport, like Dan, um, you know, that they they give hours and hours of their volunteerism. They convince their students who ride with them to come and and volunteer because that's what we we really need in this sport. And actually, another Kentucky superstar performance from um, earlier this year, Hot Bobo. Um, with Carl Schlesak as we're returning too. So, I mean, it's it's pretty, it's a stacked field. I, do you know what? I'm pleased you just picked up on Carl and Hot Bobo, which I still think is one of the, the coolest names in the sport. Um, but actually, that's a really interesting one in terms of a likely combination that we could well see at the Pan American Games. You know, Canada's still looking for Olympic qualification. And I think this combination, they won the four-star uh, short at Kentucky in the spring. They were fourth in trial and in the four-star long a little bit earlier on as well. You know, this could be a combination that we'll actually see over in Chile later on in the year as well. So very excited for them. And I, I know for a fact, and and by Monday when this is released, the American list of our Pan Am team will be live, that we <gasps> are going to see some of the uh, some of the Pan Am horses are going to be featured here. Oh, Rob, you can't drop that bomb. I don't know. It's not coming out till Monday. Come on, you can't. Because otherwise, oh, listeners, listeners, he's breaking my heart. Come on. It's not going out till Monday. You can swear me to secrecy. I can, I'm like a vault. So we will see represented for the Pan American team um, competing here. Hopefully they they definitely stay in and, and compete. Um, Mixed Master C with Liz Halliday Sharp will be on the Pan Am team. Um, her direct reserve is actually uh, Cooley Nutcracker. If I don't believe Cooley is, is amongst the horses competing that she's bringing. Um, we're going to see, at least from a rider perspective, 
Uh, Carolyn Pamuchku will be taking HSH Blake, but we'll get to watch. Amazing. Watch here. Um, yeah. Sharon White on Klaus 63 will be one of our Pan American team riders. We've got a couple others. Sydney Elliott will be, but Sydney Elliott isn't competing. So, um, yeah, and then there are a couple of fantastic direct reserve um, alternates, including uh, Dan Kreidel uh, will be, um, he, he is one of those alternates. So if one of the others isn't able to go. So, yeah, I mean, I think not only are we seeing some of the best in the sport, but we're seeing a preview for Pan Am. Oh, exciting. Listeners, um, in case you hadn't guessed, my, my head is about exploding right now. But um, as this show goes out on Monday, it will all be out in the open and we'll all be totally safe. Uh, look, it is going to be a brilliant week of equestrian sport. And I think it's a real celebration of eventing as well, the AECs. Um, Vanessa, there's an enormous amount of hard work that goes into it. You, you kind of alluded to earlier that actually, if you ever do get to see a horse when you're not organising things, it's a real treat. What are you most looking forward to, though? That's a good question, because it's also exciting, like it really is. and Seeing the show jumping and and seeing everybody ride in in Rolex uh, the arena at Rolex Stadium, I think is is just always so exciting and um, and I'm not going to lie, I'll be very excited when the last set of awards are handed out as well because it's probably going to be about seven or seven thirty p.m. on Sunday. Yeah, that makes sense. Everybody finishing happy, um, I think, is a you know a bit of a relief when when you know it's been a success and kind of that responsibility is is done. I think is a big one. Mary, how about you? Oh, that's a hard one. I think I probably am most looking forward to watching the cross country only because I've been so involved in it this year. Second to that, I think is seeing everyone coming together as spectators and volunteers and seeing them all mingling at the parties, uh, cheering at the show jumping, uh, seeing friends that we only see a couple of times a year. I can't deny I'm looking forward to the Monday after. Yep, I agree. And I hope a nice rest, although it never fails to um, be one of those things that actually I, I can't help but pick up on is that there is an enormous amount of effort that goes into the build up to an event, an enormous amount of effort during the event. But actually, you've still got to take the event down afterwards. And when all of the, the riders go home and the horses depart and everything else, there is actually still quite a bit of work to do. And it takes an army of people still to do that. Um, Rob, I know what your favorite bit is absolutely going to be it's going to be your test ride no i think it's going to be the parties honestly <laughs> i think it's going to be especially the one where i get to sit in the uh the dunking booth and for five dollars a shot people get to to douse me in water so that'll be fun uh, <laughs> no way <laughs> yes which party is that vanessa it's, not the young rider that, so 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 the adult riders, and we haven't announced all the details yet. So the adult riders and young riders have their parties on Thursday evening, which coincidentally, uh, the intermediate show jumping will be going on as well. So it should be super fun and exciting. And as a fundraiser, um, it's actually going to be a challenge, uh, adult riders versus young riders to see who could raise uh, the most money. And then they get we get celebrities like Rob in the dunking booth, and they get three three chances to dunk uh, the person in the dunking booth for five dollars. So then all the money is collected, and um, 
once the expenses are paid, which we've, you know, we've negotiated some good deals uh, or won't be very many. And then we will um, divide those proceeds to both of the programs, the national programs for adult riders and young riders. So it should be, it should be a lot of fun. That's brilliant. Um, that's a great idea. Uh, Rob, make, make lots of money for those programs. Please do. Um, very insulting to get people to want to do <laughs> Uh, look, it is going to be a brilliant weekend. Uh, Rob, I don't think I've asked you this, actually. Um, what's new at the AECs? So outside of the our designer and, and some of the featured parties. Um, and the dunking. Got, and the dunking <laughs> and mm-hmm. the, uh, <laughs> the test rides, uh, which, again, I have not totally agreed to yet. Um, you know, let me. there's so much going on. We've got a, a fantastic list of sponsors. Um, a huge credit to uh, Kate Loki, Carla DiNardo, um, and then the entire USCA team, as well as EEI and and Mary Fike's team for bringing those sponsors in. Um, you know, we're always so lucky, obviously, to have Neutrina and Adequan, but also uh, fantastic partners like our preliminary sponsor, Bates. You know, our trade fair is going to be pretty exciting. It's going to wrap around uh, the dressage rings and... Um, be there all all week so people can come and and not only shop but also support those sponsors because every dollar that we raise uh, in sponsorship goes to the purse money that's distributed throughout all the divisions. Um, we have a new modified rider division that's pretty exciting and the modified uh, a team challenge is is brand new. So I mean it's every year we we've I think we've done a good job um, especially under. Uh, with Kate Kate Loki kind of leading the charge, we've been able to build upon a lot of what the USCA has been offering to the table. So um, it's so much fun. It's exhausting. I mean, I was I, you guys were talking about un, uh, finishing up at the end. You know, I have this grand plan that I'm going to drive the USCA truck out late on Sunday night. But honestly, I'll probably be exhausted sleeping in the hotel and then leave on Monday. Oh, it is a brilliant week. It is going to be so much fun. And if you're not there in person, don't forget that you can actually tune in on HNC Plus uh, to watch all of the coverage of the USA American Eventing Championships this week. Um, so go and enjoy it. Just head to the website as well. And I think if you are there, there is a booth at the event and a chance for you to win a prize. So go and check them out as well. Uh, Mary, Vanessa, Rob, thank you all so much for coming on the show. Good luck over the next week or so. I appreciate it's a very, very busy time for you, but we're looking forward to watching the AECs and the stories that come with it unfold. And we will have a few of those stories featured on the AEC Review Show in a couple of weeks for you listeners as well. But for now, thank you guys for all joining me and thank you listeners for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the USCA official podcast. If you have any suggestions or feedback, then we would love to hear from you. Get in touch through any of our social media platforms at US Eventing. And don't forget to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform to make sure you don't miss an episode.